Hey, After Buzzers, thanks for joining us for another episode of Counterpart. And the Oscar goes to Claire. She has fooled us this entire season. We're talking all things Claire, all things Quill, spilling the beans. Stay tuned to find out. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I think this was my favorite episode. Period. I'm gonna have to agree with you. It I'm gonna have to us. disagree. Surprise! Shocker! No. That's the biggest twist. <laughs> that's the counterpart twist. You're disagreeing. No way. That's not gonna happen. I didn't like it not one bit. This episode definitely proved why I've been saying. I think me and you have been saying that Claire has been our favorite character so far. There's so many twists and turns to Kit to Claire. There's so many things about her. So many questions that we learned this episode so you guys my name is ashley allen thanks for joining us for another episode this is episode seven the serious sincerest form of flattery panelists introduce yourself hey y'all it's portia carter and of course i'm teron um when it comes to claire who saw this coming i mean we ha- we post those questions last week we, we said did. what happened to the real claire maybe she killed her i remember saying maybe she killed her and she killed her she yes. killed her with in her a, bare hands. She in with a her bare way. hands, looking face to face. Like the real Claire didn't even get a chance to even see. Like, dang, I got somebody that looked like me standing yeah. next to me. Like she couldn't even. She didn't even have an opportunity. It happened just as fast as Nadia's. Uh, I mean, girl. she saw like, it. She well, saw actually, her face. Nadia actually had the the two Nadias actually had a one on one conversation before you know the real Nadia died. So that was you know some type of hope. But this one was no hope at all. Like. Homegirl see somebody look like her and is trying to kill her and she trying to stop her. She don't understand. Like, first of all, she bashed her face into a stern wheel. Like yeah. that she got your face. Like, why would you do that? Like I couldn't I couldn't look at somebody that looked like me and harm them in that way because then I'm gonna feel sad. Like that's me. You know, well, see the difference is Claire has been born to do this. She has been raised studying this and girl. Studying for years and years. Seems like pretty much over twenty years she's been preparing for this so and as you saw like her teacher slapped her like get rid of your emotions you don't you don't have these emotions this doesn't exist so when it comes time to it she handled business and she killed her like it was she's a monster i don't know i think she's just a broken fragile person who's been conditioned to do a certain thing and has done it and that's the ideology behind this episode is yeah. conditioning. The concept of conditioning, the concept of Pavlov's dog, where she's been taught to hate, and now she hates and despises. But do we believe her at the end? Because there's different things that you want to go over. That's a good what question. What do you mean, do we believe her? Do you believe that she's really this hard, cold-hearted person who will do anything of to course. go through the mission? Or not. Or not, because as she... we saw at the end of the episode, she kind of was having a moment with her husband, Peter Quayle, that, you know, we're both stuck in this situation. This isn't really what I want, but she has to carry on with it if she wants to stay alive. And the baby. The baby, the baby changed a lot of things as well, I feel like. The baby, that is her baby. Yeah. That is not the other Claire's baby. That is her own baby. Mm-hmm. Because as we saw, the Claire Prime was breaking up with Peter Quill. Yeah. And that's where the insertion happened. Mm-hmm. So that's her baby. And this is technically her life. Claire Prime would not have had this life at all. So do we believe her? 
So I mean, well, I, think I agree that goes with her not having does, that life. Do we believe her in the emotional moments that she had was having with Baldwin in the past? Do we really believe that she really doesn't want to continue on with this mission? Is she really she doing never it? That? But I'm saying, based on what she said in, at the end of tonight's episode and the interactions that she's had with Baldwin, do we really believe that this is all business at this point? It started that way. But is it still all business right now? Yeah. You think so? I don't know if she even has the capacity to have feelings. What I saw is someone, Claire, who was able to fake an emotional connection with a parent she never knew. And a husband that she doesn't truly love. But the baby is what the twist is. The twist is that is her child. And as we most of us know is when you do have a child, we consider things to change. And Mm -hmm. that's something that I'd love to play out, which why the scene of the birthday is such a compiling profound scene. Yeah. And that's where a lot of things happen. So what do you think is going to happen next? You know, we saw that um, Peter and uh, Prime had a conversation. They did a whole sweep of the house and to and Peter actually was kind of in denial that Claire, his wife, was the mole. But as we saw, you know, they discussed that, you know, don't let her know that you know all this information. Go through the night as re- as normal. As we saw, he got drunk and was dropping little nuggets to her that I know who you are. And as we saw, he confront her at the end of the episode. He was giving her a test, though, that she failed. Like, But don't you think that was a big mistake? He shouldn't have done that. What test did he I mean, she fail? When he started asking her about the... Um, the game that they went to. Sure, but she knew all the answers. She knew the answers after she had to think of back on what she no, learned. No, that, that was that, that was, was on part purpose. of it. That was part of it yeah. to play it like I'm not calculated. That was on purpose. That's actually she knew more yeah. than anticipated. Most people wouldn't remember most of that stuff. That's the concept. How do you do? You speak Japanese? No. Prove it. I, I, exactly. I you can't. That, like, That's the point is that you just can't. If, the concept is the truth needs no belief. So what right. what she was doing was she was instilling Trying that. To prove and she that was just she knew. She was calculating like, oh, I don't remember. Oh, you know, actually, this is what happened. Right. Oh, yeah, blah. That's how we would naturally remember exactly. something. She did it almost too well to the point where I, I'm surprised Peter Quayle did not doubt himself and go, well, maybe she's not. I think if he no, would have come he, up with her being the mole on his own, he probably would have been like, okay, this isn't my wife. The but the, pill. Fact, but the fact that they had, like you said, the pill Concrete and Prime evidence. was helping him, She, I think she did, the way that she answered his questions were perfect because if she would have answered him right off the bat, it would have been like her answering questions to a quiz and it would have just been like a too robot. much. Yeah, it would have been too much. So the fact that she brought some humility in it and you know made it natural... That was the way to go. She I was believe. so good and at it. And she was still playing him, I feel like, at the end because she's But he giving, still knew it wasn't her. Like, that's what I'm saying. He knows that, like, but she... He knew from her answers and that whole It wasn't the answers. It was the knew. pill. She yeah, didn't confront the answers. He only went to the concrete evidence, which is the pill. The only way he knew was because there is... Uh, beyond a reasonable doubt that this is a cyanide pill and that's why you would have it. It's either to kill me or to kill yourself. And because there's only one, it must be to kill yourself. It is your way out. It's in your pill bottle. And even then, she's still playing the game because she's like, I let the pill expire. You know, we have a family. I'm caught in this, yada, yada, yada. I 
I don't believe her at this point because even if she really feels those that emotions, ain't expired. it can still kill her if you take it. Yeah. But I, I feel like even Expired if she really all. feels those emotions and she doesn't want to be a part of this anymore because she's been trained and she's been doing this her whole life, she, like, sh- this is built in her. She she can't escape what she's been turned into. Yeah. The expiration concept came from her handler who said that you have to renew the pill every year or it'll expire and become, uh, it'll become unuseful. And that's where the expiration, and that was such a good tactic for her to bring up. Now, does the pill actually work? We don't know if she has contacted her handler recently right. or not. However, we have something to suspect that she has. But we know that, that guy, though, because wasn't he in the um, the board meeting for getting bought one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, she, they they still are in contact with each other, you know? Have like, you seen them in contact? So we don't actually know. We only assume simply because she's still carrying out her mission with Nadia. And so we're assuming that she has had contact. We have seen Claire in action. And because we've seen Claire in action, we are under the assumption that the plot must go on. However, because of the nature of the show, seeing is not always believing. That's true. That's true. So let's jump into uh, Claire's childhood a little bit. So like we said, we've seen her pretty much... It started off where she's having to identify her parents' body because of the flu epidemic. So she's an orphan at this point. She doesn't have a father. She doesn't have a mother. And now she's entering into this school, which I'm assuming are other kids who have lost their parents and are also being trained about, you know, what's going on in the other world. They're, it's almost like a a history, a complete history lesson about their side of the world, the other side and they, own, they don't even learn plan. about their side. They learn about the other side. They do learn about their side. They learn about how the flu epidemic has that pretty much, much ruined but their But their country. whole study Impacted is her. about their other person. Because these are the people that are raised to go to switch over, to to make the exchange to where they can take them out. Because they're spies. That's the whole school thing. And that's where all these people are coming from. Sure. And that's what they tapped into last uh, episode when they explain like th- there's a school of people that they're training, they're raising them up right. and they're coming over here and they're switching over into these other lives and they're taking over so that when the time comes for uh, uh, Homeboy Pope to actually do what he plans to do, he's going to have people in place. But they are learning about their side as well. So the large classrooms are collective classrooms where they're learning subjects of the prime side and the alpha side where they're learning these are the differences between the two. Mm-hmm. So they're constantly com- comparing and contrasting why this side is this way and that side is not. Because yeah. it's in a study to get over there. Sure, but they're yeah, still but learning they're still about learning, their side. So that's how they know the differences between each other. Because just like, for example, they were talking about, oh my God, they still eat pork. You know, so they have to know the differences between the two sides so they know how they, to, to the function. the other side pork wasn't contaminated. Clearly. I don't even I don't know if it was so much about contamination. I think it was just compare and contrasting. They do this, we do that. Well and, that's what Claire like said when she was teaching thing. the boy. She was like, Well, their swine wasn't infected with what ours was. So like whatever flu epidemic that took place, it would it affected their food, it affected like their air, everything. Like that's how it was making people drop dead, like, left and right. Like, it affected everything. So they had to cut off certain things. Like, that's why there's so many, like, hand sanitizer 
you know, poles everywhere you go on the street. Like, they had to cut off certain things to change their way of life so that they could be, I guess, in a way healthy and protect themselves from the virus. So, I mean, it's really weird and stupid. Sure, but that's the concept of their world. So, the with the pork, it's also... They're looking at things like our side does things better. Right. So even with the pork, with the without the contamination, it's we don't eat pork because it is a lesser food, mm-hmm. and that's the way certain cultures even feel uh, on our planet now, yeah. right? Yeah. Currently, so we don't eat pork because of this, and we don't do this because we are the right way to do things, and they are the wrong way. They are as an entire as an entire dimension or universe. They are wrong. They are doing things flawed. We are not. And they only know that from the flu epidemic though because everything was the same. Everything was identical. Everything was run the same. Everything was fine all the way up until this flu epidemic happened. And that's why she brings it up. Like, okay, what happened in 1996? Because that's when everything changed. And they're like, well, we do this now and we do that. And they think that their way of living is right only because they're living that way to protect themselves. Sure, but that's what most cultures do in general so whenever you ask a triangle if triangle could speak a triangle would say triangles are the best shapes in the universe and then you would ask us a circle a circle would say but we're the best shapes in the universe and then the square would be like no we're the best shapes in the universe that's how so that's where this is coming from is the concept of each culture or each world thinking that they are doing things right and the other is wrong and we do that all the time even amongst ourselves yeah and I think that's that's one of the reasons why these two sides are continuously bumping heads, even when we saw in p- previous episodes where they're trying to come up with this conclusion on how to settle, you know, all this conflict with each other. It's never going to be settled because each side thinks that they're right and the other side is wrong. Um, they even talked about how um, the prime side, their technology is a little bit um, behind in the other side. So there are a lot of different differences and, of course, a lot of similar similarities between the two sides. Now, um, there was a quote in this episode that I liked that I want to discuss with you guys. Uh, Claude Lombard said that we don't need people, we want them. How do you guys feel about that? And do you think that that's true? And do you think that that's pretty much... I almost feel like that's the way that the prime side of the world live and which is why they're so emotionally detached from everything because they they operate on their own. They everything is about a mission and a plan. They don't Prime, prime really is have, our side. Prime is our side. No. No, prime is Prime, prime is, is the, the other side. Prime is our side now. What? This what is mean? what I'm saying. So, I I'm seeing it as I never knew how political and philosophical this show was until this episode. Okay. Because it actually... So everything we think about this, the other world mm-hmm. is actually things that go on in our world. We think this way about cultures. We think this way True. about each other. We think this way about about uh, politics. Like, right now we're looking at Claire like she's a monster, and I guarantee you there is a covert operation that's going down like Claire oh, right now in the world. So... I, it's like I always thought the prime was so different, and it's outside. It's when we walk outside, that is prime. We okay. are. It's almost as we are in the other world. So we don't. We care, just don't. We know. don't care about other people. We don't want other people. Is that what you're saying? I'm is saying. That, is that how we're operating in today's society? I feel like that's how we are operating. I feel like we have these conversations where oh, the people in the Middle East are like this, and they're wrong, and we're right, and then. They think we're wrong and they're right. And then everyone feels this way. And everyone is 
suspicious of one another mm -hmm. and plotting and the conspiracies abound and we as the average citizen we're even us we're aware of them mm -hmm. and we sit there and and learn and compare and contrast and i we really do. i was like this is the crime like we are the prime and it's just interesting so back to the quote actually uh i agree okay I agree because there has been a lot of instances in my life where I thought I needed people. Mm -hmm. Like, especially specific people. Okay. You think you need them, and then once they're gone, you're fine without them. So it's like, we don't need these people. We just wanted them. Because if we needed them, they would still be there. And if we needed them, we wouldn't be able to live without them. We wouldn't be able to function without them. But I've had to cut off so many people in my life or just been detached or moved away or lost touch with so many different people in my life that I thought I needed at a point in time to where now I'm so much better without them. I'm, like, coming into myself. I'm a becoming woman because... I decided that I no longer needed these people or needed this person okay. or something like that. So I really agree. Like, you never need anybody. You just you just want them, you know? I mean, the only people who really need people are babies who need their mama because how they going to get, how they going to eat, you know? Right. But other than that, yeah. So do you think having that mentality, um, having that mentality on the prime side is a positive for them or could it be a negative? It's a positive for them because of the way that they're raised. So they're raised to not have emotions, to not have boyfriends, to not build relationships with people and to get attached because one day you're going to leave and you're going to go to the other side mm -hmm. and you're going to have to maneuver in such a way where even if you see yourself, yes, you've been studying this person your whole life, you've been taking classes, they're literally testing. Like the teacher is walking around watching how these children draw their names and if they don't draw it how they draw it on the other side, it's wrong. Yeah. Like So if I'm being tested and I'm, you know, having to do so much research and studying on a person I'm going to grow an emotional attachment to this person because I have to study them so fast forward to basically Claire's situation you go over to the other side not only do I study this person know them I have to watch them from afar and now that we have an interaction it's, it's going to be nothing for me to take them out because I have got it in my head that no matter how much I study you no matter how much I research you and no matter what kind of attachment that I've grown with getting to know you mm -hmm. even though you don't know about me I can't have this connection with you you have to die because I just want you I don't need you like okay. what I need is to complete my mission so that's what they own yeah it's a very pessimistic way to look at life and love yeah it's just the show I, though I'm just, it's just I'm just answering questions to the show I don't uh, feel like that in life though that for sure not because yeah I believe that you know if I take my time to actually get to know somebody and this is not even just like me having an, uh, an other mm -hmm. me building relationships with people if I take my time to get to know them and then one all of a sudden they're gone don't slap me because I'm sad that they're gone no give me my time to grieve that my friend is not here anymore mm -hmm. you know like dang that was my friend like I have emotions too like and yeah, yeah that, but do you that feel whole thing like, was just do you feel like you need people or want people in your life I think naturally for humans it's a little bit of both um, sometimes we think we need the wrong people, which yeah. can be a detriment to us. Um, but I do think we, I think we need companionship to a certain extent. Yes. I think it's something that's very important. I think that it's something that I think a lot of people don't even realize how important it, it actually is to us. 
we're not really built to be completely alone and not have interaction and not have emotional connections and relationships with people. Right, because community is a big thing. Community is how you develop in life. So it's basically that thing like you you are who you hang around. So if you're riding a success wave and then you have people around you and in your ears and in your inner circle who are not successful you will only fall backward and not move forward because those people are going to affect you. So we definitely, community plays a big part in our lives and we definitely, you know, need community. But again, I would say like, you know, most people we just really want. Yeah. You know? And that's why the structure in the school that we saw is so important so that they did not become emotional and did not need need people. I think one of the things that I enjoyed seeing about the school was that they held true to, okay, if this happens to your other, we have to do this to you. So we definitely saw Claire's legs get broken, which was interesting, but also terrible to see. I'm kind of glad that we didn't actually see the whole leg breaking process, but... I would have been so crushed. Yeah. I mean, I was crushed the fact that they had to even touch this little girl in a way that bones on her body are detached like i understand you know her other going through some stuff but let her go through that you know So, do you think that that's uh, obsessive or is it very necessary in order for the men for them to be able to shape these people mentally to be able to go to the other side to i don't think it's just a mental shape i think it's also the physical scars that appear the understanding of the pain which is why she said no to anesthesia It's the concept is when you have a scar, that scar must be apparent. That is a way that we are able to determine if a person is not. Even if you ever get arrested, they will document all the scars that you have. That's true. So they will make a notation of your tattoos, scars, anything that's particular to you. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, as the little boy said, I don't even need the braces. My my other has braces, and so I have braces. Yeah. yeah, I think it's, I don't think it was necessary, the the breaking of the legs. Braces, yeah, whatever. But I think, like, if there's a certain point in life where, you know, like how the father is sitting on the couch telling the story about what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, her legs are fine. She's, you see, like, on the outside, you don't see anything. No, no scars. There was no a little nothing. scar. That's why he, he paid attention. Like, Peter Quill looked. It was just a little bit of a scarring that existed still. Well, okay, because I didn't see that, this is this is my point of view. If there was a thing where they were going to actually take apart her legs to see if they were actually broken before, mm-hmm. you know, just to see if the story made sense that he was telling sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. then fine, so be it, break her legs. But I feel like she could have been all right without that. Like, she would have been all right. She would have just, just like she studied everything else about her, you know? Sure. Like, yeah. it was fine. Like, like the whole cherry popping thing, her having to have right. sex with a random just so she's not a virgin anymore. I agree with that because that's a very physical thing. Like, once, you know, Peter Quayle went in there, he would have known, like, oh, no, something ain't right. Like, how you a virgin again, right. you know? I think that it was necessary um, because... Like you say, if if you're going to be living as this person, you have to know what sex feels like or you have to know what the tightening of braces feels like or be able to describe that. Because as we saw, you know, um, 
quail was questioning her and testing her what is this like so if we happen to ever get into that conversation she does have to be able to really fully be able to explain the pain even if there was no scar she has to be able to have lived that experience really know what it's like and even if that wasn't the case, I think it's it's necessary in order to really show how serious they are about the mission, how serious they are about all of this. So I, I think in, in different realms, it is very necessary for the school. It's necessary for the person going through it. Uh, I don't like it that, that it had to happen, but um, we see that these people aren't playing any games. They're very it's, it's thorough. Necessary. They're yeah. not. And that created a turning point for her because she was literally like, no, why did y'all do this to me? You know, yeah. like, I need answers. But yeah. I think that point. was also part of it. I think that not only is the other side extremely thorough where they get it done, sensation is also very much a part of any experience that you have. Sensation, yeah. memory, the whole experience mm-hmm. to culminate. But more importantly, when she asked... The teacher said they did this to you. It was to right. build a hatred exactly. for the other side and for the other her, mm-hmm. which obviously the way she brutally was able to kill effectively herself yeah. was a sign that it was an effective method. Yeah, it's a method because she even uh, she even said to Claire that it's time for you to shed the skin of your past and to grow a new one, a thick one with hate, with anger. So this is all in preparation to get them not only physically but mentally prepared. Like, these people did this to you. They killed your parents. So you need to be angry and, you know, setting them up for it. Go over there, do the mission, destroy this world, and, and that's that. So, like I said, I don't like it, but uh, it, it was necessary. I liked it. It was cool. This is my favorite episode by far. Okay. Answer a lot of questions. I agree. I agree. So let's talk about Claire actually crossing over to the other side and uh, the original Claire's relationship with Peter. As we see, Peter's always been a cheat. Oh my yeah. God. Since the He's been cheating beginning. the whole season. And then yeah. now, since the beginning, before they even got married. He's a mess. <clears throat> but the real Claire didn't even marry him. So that's a fail in itself. It was. So their relationship, like we said, has pretty much been been rocky. I thought it was interesting that she was, I don't know if she was a virgin or if maybe they just decided not to have sex until they got married. But um, Yeah, that's what happened because remember uh, Claude or what is his name? Claude, yeah. Claude was like, I don't understand how people can devote their lives to somebody without even having sex with them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, clearly they waited till marriage. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I think her, the original Claire uh, and uh, Peter's relationship seemed to be going good, minus the cheating. Um, but how do you think, I thought it was very interesting seeing Claire Prime, like, literally study, and she would say the words after her and and all that. So do you guys think that she was fully prepared and really fell into the role of the other Claire once she actually killed her? Yeah, I mean, she was prepared because she'd been studying her since birth. Okay. Like, well, not since birth, but she'd been studying her since the breaking of the legs. Like, since she knew that I had to know this girl, she'd been studying her from afar. Because remember, even when they sent the photos over that these two were getting married, they were engaged. She like, but they just met. She don't even really know him. So she knew, you know, her ins and outs. She knew her relationships with people. She had already been studying. She had already been practicing. And then we don't know how long she was sitting in that basement watching this girl with these surveillance cameras. So I believe she was fully prepared. She just, it just took her by 
by surprise that it had to happen so quickly. Mm-hmm. She, I, I felt like she needed time. Yeah. So as we saw, you know, Prime and, and Quail swept through the apartment. How do you guys think that Quail didn't know anything? And I was kind of surprised that he was such in shock that his wife was actually the mole after Prime is literally laying all this out for him. He still was in denial. I think you answered it yourself. She was very prepared. And it's it shows she had a baby. She was willing to go to any length to secure her position and infiltrate. And she did effectively and was very good. And it's very hard to think that the person you're with is not the person who you think it is. And we see that in everyday relationships all the time, especially in cases of infidelity or mischief or lying or deception. Yeah, we see that it takes a lot for the deception to be proven. It's not just a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's get into some predictions, you guys. Your After Buzz TV predictions. All right, so I'm going to go first this episode. I think all hell is about to break loose next episode. We see Baldwin is about to get into some mess. It looks like it's a lot of act. There's going to be an action-packed episode next week. Um, I'm excited to see Baldwin get into it. I almost feel like Quill is going to fall into Claire's trap. I don't believe her. I I don't feel like I can believe anything that comes out of her mouth at this point. So I'm really interested to see where that's going to go with him and is he going to allow her to further compromise the agency? What do you guys think? Um, Yeah. I don't think he's going to know how to stop that. Okay. And I think that, um, dang, what's his name? The other one? Aldrich. Aldrich. I think Aldrich because he has already pinpointed Quail as the mole, I think Aldrich is about to come for Quail's head without okay. knowing the details. Okay. And I think he's about to try to kill him or try to do something to him without knowing the full, like, no, it's Claire and not him. And I don't feel like, you know, Prime or Quail is going to be able to stop Aldrich's plan in time. And it's going to be really messy how that happens because right now these two people Aldrich and his you know his partner they know like all right we we got to take out Quail okay so that's that's really crazy and beyond me because I feel like everybody should have a meeting at this point like we got to have a meeting we got to talk some kind of way you know you know Claire gonna trap him up in some stuff like just like he said I agree with that like he's gonna be in a trap he that he's not gonna be able to get out of because she basically like you know we in this together we got this baby and it's the only thing that I can call mine so mm-hmm. you know what I gotta be here and this is going through and and um homeboy Pope he about to set it off Ooh. he about to he about to set it off something serious whatever they were waiting on to happen he's gonna do it now because Claire has been found out and she ain't dying so yeah all right what do you think, Sarah? Really quick, I think uh, Peter Quayle and Prime are going to try to slip Claire false information. That's going to be Prime's idea. However, he's not going to be aware that Peter Quayle has already confronted Claire. Claire's going to go on the lamb, going to go for the uh, go on the run. She's going to escape the situation. She's going to get into a conflict with Nadia, and I think okay. that's what's going to happen. All right. I love all of it. And then just really quickly for you guys, some news and gossip. Hollywood Reporter, every year they put out a top rankings list of the best epi- the best shows on television. And, of course, Counterpart is number one. So if you guys spread the word to your family, your friends, anybody who's not watching Counterpart, anybody who's not watching us, make sure you 
guide them to our videos like comment subscribe on everything and thank you for joining us my name is ashley allen you can find me on all social media at ashley reed allen and i'm portia carter thank y'all so much you guys you can find me on all things social media at portia carter and i am toron literally at i am toron all across the board thank you guys for watching make sure to share and subscribe and comment down below we would love to hear from you yes we'll see you guys next week from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.